Player 2, this is Player 1, plugging in. Player 1 is initiating connection. Player 1 is online. Player 1, this is Player 2, plugging in. Player 2 is initiating connection. Player 2 is online. All players have successfully connected. You are now plugged into the Plug and Play podcast. Initiating startup sequence. My great-great-grandfather, serving in the army, wondered when he'd get to go home to his wife and the son he'd never seen. He got his wish when the U.S. ended World War II by dropping atomic bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. The world awaited Armageddon. Instead, something miraculous happened. We began to use atomic energy not as a weapon, but as a nearly limitless source of power. People enjoyed luxuries once thought the realm of science fiction. Domestic robots, fusion-powered cars, portable computers. Then, in the 21st century, people awoke from the American dream. Years of consumption led to shortages of every major resource. The entire world unraveled. Peace became a distant memory. It is now the year 2077. We stand on the brink of total war. And I am afraid. For myself. For my wife. For my infant son. Because if my time in the army taught me one thing, it's that war changes. Nice. Zach, are you going to pee right now? What's happening? Never changes. You're going to knock him dead at the veterans hall tonight, hon. You think? Absolutely. Now get ready and stop hogging the mirror. Right. There you guys go. The first seven minutes-ish, well, three minutes and 52 seconds, technically, of Fallout 4. As long as Zach could hold it in. As long as I could hold it in, I had to take a leak really quick, and my wife's all like, hey, hurry up, we gotta go to the Veterans Affair thingy, and I'm like, eh, okay. And then, like, I started changing colors in front of her, and she's like, what the fuck is going on? And I was like, I don't know, man, but the fucking bitch is shit. I love how there's no reaction during that part. I know, right? 
So, anyways, Tim, what have you been up to this week? We're going to get back into uh, talking about Fallout 4, but... No, we won't. That was all the Fallout 4 talk we had right there. Um, so, I'm continuing to um, educate my children on Star Wars so that they will be in a place to understand the majesty that is the new Star Wars movie when it comes out in December. And this... Oh, these are likey. Uh, there was a little bit of that this week. A little tiny bit of Jar Jar, a little taste of Jar Jar. Um, ignoring Q's suggestion, though, I am completely skipping episode one. I picked up a steelbook at Best Buy for 10 bucks with the Dean, or rather Blu-ray, of episode two, um, which we watched. Ooh. We are watching the Machete Order, which is um, Star Wars A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, episode two, episode three, and then finally Return of the Jedi. Um, so that gives you a little break right at the... You know, the cliffhanger where Han Solo's frozen carbonite to go back and explore the story of Anakin Skywalker so you can kind of see the parallels of Luke's story and the whole redemption of Anakin and at the end, Return of Jedi. It just makes sense that in that order. So, um, there was a tiny bit of Jar Jar, uh, probably about four lines, but that is so much more palatable than um, the nonsense in episode one. We didn't have to hear about any trade agreements. We didn't have to to learn about two totally expendable characters, Ki Gong and uh, Darth Maul. They just get killed off anyway. So just skip that. Um, kept the kids' attention mostly. There was some slow parts in the movie. Um, I forgot how embarrassingly bad the romance is between Padme and Anakin. And I'm calling Q out again. He calls that a great romance. I think it's terrible. Um, the line that sticks out the most to me is... Um, I hate sand. It's irritating and hard and coarse. Not like you. You're everything that's soft and wonderful. He compares her to <laughs> fucking sand. And, oh, Misa like. Oh, he's so creepy in that movie too. He like at one point she's like, "Stop looking at me like that." And he's like, "Why? You're making me uncomfortable." <laughs> <laughs> he's a total creep, total creeper in that movie. Um, so I don't know where Q and Roger see a nice romance. I mean, she's hot at... I don't really see where the fuck you guys get enjoyment out of this. Holy shit. You know those video games you guys be playing during this time, right? Like, oh, These are the lesser movies. Like, we're getting to the good stuff. Um, like I said, I'm just skipping the first one entirely. It's funny, too, in this one, R2-D2 uses his jump jets, which he never uses in the original trilogy. Could have helped him out a lot in the Dagobah Swamp, I'm just saying. Um... But yeah, got to get my kids through some of the lesser ones to get to the to the good stuff. But even I won't subject them to the misery that is Episode One, Pantsless Menace. So enough about Star Wars, because now you don't really care about it. Um, I got myself. He's a lame. It's not that bad. Um, I got myself a cool toy. Got the. Le- oh, you got a cool toy? What'd you get? Got the Leatherman Tread. It's a fucking badass bracelet with. Uh, oh, we talked about that shit on the Plug and Play podcast we- a while ago, guys. Yeah. Back when it was in development, not out yet, um, we played a, a trailer for it's it. A non-tech gadget for a tech person. And I maintain that it's still technology. It's just not the kind of circuit board technology that you're thinking of. Um, even some kinds of farming is technology. It's uh, it's application of uh, steel milling to um, make a product. Anyway, this is a bracelet that has. So you're saying that you want to play Farm Simulator 2K16? Um, if it came with a really cool tractor thing. Well, it does. Do you, do you seriously want it? Because they want us to review it. Uh, <laughs> I could put it next to my uh, Steel Battalion like console. Yeah. I could have all these like put the thousand buttons on the one little circuit. Yeah, board. that's I'll... way more techy than your Leatherman tread. Just saying. Whatever. I love my Leatherman tread. It looks like a freaking badass bracelet, but then when you look at it closer, you see that every single link has three tools on it, and it's TSA compliant. So I can go travel with this because it doesn't have any. I still want to show this to TSA and be like, this is why it's not compliant. Look, I can pop your eye out in like two seconds. But you can't. Like, it'd be easier to pop, pop the eyes out with the fingers than this. Anyway, um, speaking of TSA, this week I went to the Universal Enrollment Center. And no, I'm not joining Scientology. Tim is part of Fallout 4. It so- it, He's going to the Voltaire. It sounds like that, or Scientology or something. But no, the Universal Enrollment Center is where you sign up to get on the TSA pre-check. So you can skip... Oh, yeah. Skip the long lines. You can keep your pants on, um, your belt on anyway, your shoes, all that nonsense. Hey, why is that Why is that fun? Um, the, you, you, the, you miss the freedom pants. You can still occasionally get screened. Um, they will randomly pull people, but the line's much shorter. You can keep your jacket on. You can keep your PC inside your bag. You can keep your belt on. Keep your shoes on. 
Um, they just charge you money, which is stupid and kind of elitist. But I have the money, so I'm traveling twice at least in the next uh, couple months. And I don't, I don't like TSA bullshit, so I went to the center, got fingerprinted. You don't like being molested? Yeah! No, not really. Not so much. Then the last thing I'll mention about my week is my new favorite place to write articles for the buttonsmasters.com, which is not what you'd expect. Where do you where do you write your articles? I write my articles in my office, listening to music while I'm plugging and playing. Sweet. I've done that. Yep. I've also done it uh, at coffee shops with their free Wi-Fi. I've done that before, yes. That's fun. So, I like coffee. So this is kind of like that, but not. Um, I was taking the wife's car in to get the tires swapped out for... Um, uh, winter tires, and uh-huh. in McCord's Toyota Service Department. So you're destroying our roads. Thank you. No, there's no studs in it. It's just a be- better okay. tread. Um, okay. So, thanks anyway, asshole. Uh, McCord's Toyota Service Department in, here in Vancouver, Washington, <laughs> Washington has um, a free espresso machine, what? free Wi-Fi, free charging stations for my phone, and free outlets. Really? Free outlets for my laptop. Yes. What the hell? It was really freaking nice. I just sat there. And how was the coffee? Wait, how was the coffee? You had to have good coffee while you're right. Or good alcohol. So, so they, they didn't have alcohol. How so was this coffee? machine, you push one button. You know, there's a bunch of buttons. You could pick like mocha or espresso or just coffee or hot co- coffee. Make it, coffee maker simulator 2K16. Okay. So when you push the button, you hear it. It There's a, a bunch of grounds at the top. like Or not grounds. Uh-huh. Actual whole coffee beans. And it shoots uh-huh. the coffee beans down, grinds them for your cup. And then pour it and steams it or whatever and pours in your cup. What? And I figured out a little hack. If you want to double shot uh, mocha, you press espresso first. You get your shot of espresso. Then you put the cup back in. You press mocha. And then you got a double shot mocha. And it's freaking awesome. That's cool. Awesome. It's free. Um, really nice waiting area. Probably the. Does it taste yeah, good? Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It tastes even better that it's free. I know, right? So, yeah, that was my unexpected That's favorite place to um, write articles to the Butt Smashers. Sweet. So that's what I was about to. What about you? Uh, I just got back from Vegas, so just doing that. Did you? And did you? Did you end up uh, positive on the money thing? Uh, yeah, I ended up positive. Like I was like almost three hundred ahead or something. Wow. Like that. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. It never happens. Last year I came back ahead. This year I came back ahead. I'm doing good. Cool. Not enough to pay for a fucking room, but you know I'm good. Nice. Yeah. So. So overall, fun. how was the trip? And then it was good. Just tiring, mm-hmm. really tiring. So trying to get back in the swing of things. So, long week, uh, a work ahead and behind. So, so do you have to unpack that uh, booth when it comes back? Yeah, that sounds like fun. Doesn't that sound like fun too? You could just set it up in your shop and like pretend that like people driving by want to visit your booth. That's true. I can do that. Hey guys, what's up? I look at my cool tools. You want to buy some stuff? No. Thanks. Bye. Hey guys, you want to stop by a booth? Hey, 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 there's no need for the middle finger, asshole. <laughs> Fuck you, too. That's more like the Zach I know. <laughs> yep, exactly. So, I've been doing that. And we got the Pit Boys in. Yes. Because Fallout's out. Yep. So, we got the Pit Boys. That was, we unboxed them. They were. And it was awesome. Those boxes were freaking huge. They came in boxes the size of small microwaves. Exactly. And. They are awesome for about the first 30 seconds, so they broke on us. Yeah. Um, why don't you go ahead and tell them what button not to push? Don't push the button on the fucking top that looks like a goddamn button, guys. It's, All the rest of the fucking buttons work, but don't push the fucking top button. It's a button next to a little dial that you can turn. And while you're at it, don't push the fucking other... The one that... the There's a little light on the bottom that pushes in that you can turn the, it, the powers it on and off. But you can push that one... But don't push the identical-looking one on the fucking top of it because it'll fucking break, too. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, the funny thing was, is Zach's like, all right, I Shit. pushed this button. It won't come back. I'm like, what, this button? I fucking ruined mine, too. So, so, yeah. It doesn't bother me as much as it bothers Zach. It really... It, I've been in touch with Best Buy working on the solution. Yeah. Um, it seems like... A, I'm, Solutions, I get a new fucking pit boy. Is that goddamn broken? I don't know if there's any more out there, really. I don't know either, but they're going to buy me off of eBay before I give up on them. Yeah. But uh, we tried them on. We we wore them for a bit. They're a little uncomfortable. They definitely work with the app. Um, it's kind of amazing. Like It, it is like you're wearing a real pit boy and it interacts with the game. Yeah. That part's pretty cool. 
but it's just not super comfortable. So I don't know how a real pit bull would be out in the wasteland now. I have no idea. But that was exciting. We got um uh I didn't realize the game was so, coming in a steel book too. That was cool. Yeah, I knew the game came in a steel book. Um but what I didn't realize was that I could install it off the disc. Yeah. But then I had to insert the fucking code in the back uh uh I had to find a code that was hidden inside of my box. It was on the back of a piece of paper. That was my Steam code. I, thought it, I was like, God damn I it. thought everything was better on PC. Uh, it, it is. Now it's all in one fucking generalized location. I was kind of pissed at first that I wasn't going to have it on one area, but now I do. But I'm going to share why, uh, why, why, oh, why Zach was so pissed with me. So I knew this package was coming, right? But I didn't want to wait. So I went to, well, a couple red boxes till I found, until I got smart enough to reserve one. But I went to Redbox, got the PS4 disc, and pre-installed it, and got my character all set up uh, before we even opened our actual packages. So I hate you so, much. so for three dollars, I got a pre-install that Zach couldn't do because he has it on PC. Just saying. So yeah, we did that. We had Fallout. Um, I we're gonna get like I said, we're gonna talk about it in a bit. But unboxing was really exciting. Getting the Pip Boy, strapping those bad boys on. Yeah. Ultimate smartwatch. So I got something on each arm now. I got the leather tread on my red arm and pit four on the left. <laughs> like I'm ready for you, mutants. No one's gonna. I got this. Yep. This is awesome. Anything else going on with your week? Uh, no, that's about it. Except for um, sitting around at work all week long, going, "I want to play Fallout." I wanna oh play yeah, Fallout. yeah. Um, Fallout. my wife's been at your table with me. She's like, "What do you want to do?" I'm like, "No, play Fallout 4. Like, "No, what do you want to do besides play Fallout 4? Like. Play Fallout yeah, play 4. Fallout 4. Play the 4 of Fallout. So, play the 4th game of Fallout. That'd be great. This is the part where we talk about games we're playing. Um, there's good... We're playing Fallout 4, fuckers. Just listen up. Let's Next talk about that at the, at the end 4. of what I'm playing, the beginning of what you're playing. So we can talk about a couple other games first. So, I tried out Dragonfin Soup. Um, it's uh-huh. How's that? free for uh, PlayStation Plus users, and we got to talk to developers of PAX. I want to like it, but it's just not my kind of game. It's like a rogue... Dude, there's a drunken female... I know, I know. I love the art. I love the little the graphics, but... Do her boobs come out at any point? Uh, not in the half hour I played. Okay, well, it's a crap game then. Never mind, you're right. No, it's the turn base that I don't like. Like, it, like every uh... single step is a turn. And so, like, there's a monster in front of you, and you got to think about what direction you're you're facing. And I don't know. There's a field of view thing. There's also a ton of items for crafting, and I've only got room for one massive item crafting game in my life, which is Fallout Four. So yeah. So there's nothing wrong with the game. It's just not my thing. So sorry, Dragon Fan Soup. I want to like you. I just can't. It's not going to work out for us. That's the reason why you're. It's not. It's PS4. not you. It's me. Not you, it's Fallout 4, asshole. Um, I also played a little bit of Life is Strange Episode 2, which uh, we talked about last week, and I realized I have not been playing that, and I enjoy it even though you don't. Um, so I... Still going to try and complete it. Uh, if you don't like it, don't, man. I mean, I'm sorry. I got to try... I paid like 15 freaking bucks. I got to... Com- ah, I like the whole reverse reverse time mechanic, and it's it's cool to see a uh, episodic storytelling game with a slightly different focus than Telltale games, because Telltale games kind of have the same formula. Um, and this brings some new stuff to the table, like as far as descriptions, hovering over items, and I like that it's set in Oregon, um, at the coast, that's pretty cool. I know, that's the reason why like, I really want to play this, because I'm like, oh, it's in Oregon, that's freaking cool. Maybe when you see the side plot about the security guard who's a creep, maybe that'll interest you, I don't know. Yeah, boobies! Uh, kind of, he puts up cameras everywhere. He's kind of a creep. Um, fucking on to games that I finished this week, and I don't usually, I don't yeah, usually, let's talk about I don't it. usually finish games, so this is Game of Thrones. Uh, it's a Telltale game. No. Tales from Borderlands, bitches. I finished it. Oh, nice. Finished it like a boss. Like a boss. Okay, so take us through a day in the life of the boss. Well, the first thing I do is talk to corporate, approve memos, lead a workshop, remember birthdays, direct workflow. So it was awesome. Um, I had a lot of trouble finishing the game, as I think I mentioned last podcast. 
It's been like three weeks in the making. Yeah, the game, I couldn't load it originally. I couldn't find it in the store. And then I got it, and then it crashed in loading screens. This happened multiple times. I had to reinstall the game three times, which is the first time um, this happened for me on this series. But it was worth it. Um, very cool ending. Um, I got to assemble my team and take on the uh, monster from the vault. And Who'd you assemble? Um, I got the mechanic. I got, um, what is her name? It starts with an A, the shield. Athena. Oh, yes, Athena. Athena. That's awesome. I got the mystery um, vault hunter, which you didn't. Uh, yeah. Claptrap. Clap He's worthless. Dancing, I'm dancing. He's worthless. He just shoots missiles everywhere and does nothing, but he's funny. Um, then, yeah, I got him because I didn't have enough money, but I hadn't killed my whatever that father figure was that supposedly betrayed us. Yeah, that dickhole I shot in the face. Well, if you don't, he becomes a character you can get, but instead of getting him as a character, he just leaves you a ton of money. So that's cool. That's uh, so wait, he doesn't join your team to help you fight? Did your sister die in the end? No. What? Not at all? No. What? No. So in mine, the younger sister dies. What? But... Because I didn't betray him, that he there's a little gift he gave you, and you open that gift and it's like a little droid that revives her. Oh yeah, that happened. I thought you meant like she died after that. No, no, no. Oh, I was figured. wondering if you still had that. Yeah, I still had that's, that. That's that's one thing that's kind of cheesy about this is like a bunch of people sort of die, but not really. Like Gertie dies, but not really. Loaderbot dies, but not really. Yeah. Um, there's there's a little bit too much of that for me, but I was happy to see Loaderbot come back and kick ass. He takes on the uh, exoskeleton that Handsome Jack was trying to shove you into. Yeah. That was pretty sweet. It was really sweet. Um, probably shouldn't say any more spoilers than we already have, but I do like it. Highly recommend Tales from Borderlands. It's yeah. probably going to make my top five games of the year. Uh, it's definitely in my top five. So. so another game that I finished like a mouse is Transformers Devastation. No promotion, fifth of vodka, shit on Deborah's desk, buy a gun, in my mouth. Oh fuck me, I can't fucking do it, shit. Pussy out, puke on Deborah's desk, jump out the window. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Transformers Devastation is none of those things, but I still finished it like a boss. Um, this is the I'm imagining Optimus Prime doing all these things. Optimus Prime <laughs> eating a bagel, shitting on Deborah's desk. Poor Deborah. <laughs> Putting a gun in his mouth, pussying out. No, Optimus Prime would not fucking pussy out. Like a boss! Um, so this game, Optimus Prime, for example, is voiced by Peter Cullen, the original voice actor from the awesome 80s, 90s cartoon. Um, I still gotta play this game. Uh, if you are into the original Transformers, not the stupid Michael Bay shit, um, this is the game you've won. Explosion! Yes. Orgasm! Like the primary colors, the original robots, not whatever crazy cars they are now. Um, it looks great. Uh, it, it looks like the cartoon... Um, it's robots punching each other. It's got a small story, but the best thing is the dialogue is voiced by the original actors. So it's like actually, you know, playing the cartoon. It's the, it's the game that any Transformers fan has wanted. We've got a lot of Transformers games, but they've been either the new Transformer movies or kind of like this pre-Transformer thing where they just came from Cybertron and they're not fully formed into the Autobots and Decepticons that would come later. Um, Yeah. Grimlock's in there, Optimus Prime, lots of awesome characters. It's it's great. If if you're cool. a fan of Transformers, I highly recommend it. If you're not a trans original Transformers fan, you probably won't enjoy it as much. Um, the the combat can get a little repetitive. Like I said, the story's pretty light. If you don't have the nostalgia factor going in, um, it probably dropped the score a couple points for you. But it's a good game. Hey. It's from the makers of uh, I think it's Platinum Games, if I remember right. They made a Bayonetta, um, so they, they know their hand-to-hand combat. Um, they do have the mechanic where if you just barely dodge an attack, time slows, you can get in a bunch of attacks yourself. That's one thing nice. I recognize from Bayonetta. Um, totally enjoyed my time with it. 
um, I stayed to watch the eighty the the credits with like the eighties like theme song. They had kind of did you really? Yeah, it was to- total nice. nostalgia trip. Big thumbs up for Transformers Devastation. All right, uh, what you been playing? Uh, other than Fallout, I've been playing some NBA 2K16, which I was actually playing right before we started recording. Mm-hmm. Um, I played some Adventure Capitalist, which is just like a clicker game, which is kind of mind-numbingly, boringly fun. Okay. And Plague Inc., which is a game where you be- start a virus, you choose where it starts in the world, and it spreads across the globe, and you choose how it forms. So, like, you can choose, like, how it spreads... The side effects, and like you can like mutate it in like things like that. So I made one called the Q virus, <laughs> just Q, and I made it spread through uh, diarrhea and vomiting, and or no, I made it spread through air, and. Uh, oh, sorry guys. Oh hello phone. Hang on. Ring, 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 phone. I killed it. Ring, ding, ding, dong, dong, banana phone. Uh, whoever it is, we'll have to call back later. Awesome. So anyways, the Q-virus gets spread through the air and insects. Anyways, ended up in, like, internal hemorrhaging and, like, bleeding to death. Then I also created the curry tastes like shit virus. And that spreads <laughs> through, uh, through diarrhea and vomiting. And it can induce those internal bleeding, um, leading to death. That one did take over the world and killed everybody. The Q virus just basically infected the whole entire world. And everybody felt like shit forever. And then they got hit with the curry virus, which just killed everybody. So <laughs> Double whammy. Cool. Double that whammy. Sounds fun. So, so, all right. Yeah. We can find this. The curry Q virus is brought to you by the button smashes podcast.com. Anyways, talk, so we've been playing that. Let's talk about Fallout 4. Let's talk about Fallout 4. So, Fallout 4, guys. What? How far did you go to? Like, well, I guess. I think I'm, uh, how I think I'm a little played? bit further. Yeah, I don't know how many hours. I could look it up, but um, that would take. Okay. So like, I just like uh, met up. Like, I saved these raiders. Like, came through and I blasted them. You saved some people from the raiders. Yeah. Well, first let's start off. So like, I started off the game and like you create your character, which by the way is really epic. And there's some like awesome. Uh, celebrity faces being made with this creative character. I've seen like John Cena from WWE. I've seen George Bush. I've seen uh, 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 no shit. I think I've seen Obama and a few other celebrities and uh, people of recognize um, being posted online. I did not do that. I just created a cool looking guy. What about you? Um, I you played as a guy or girl? I played as a guy. Um. <laughs> Although sometimes I play as a girl in games, just so I have something better to look at. But yeah, I picked too. a guy. Um, I started playing around with the character 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 creator, and I see that you could do a lot. But honestly, I wanted to get into the game, so yeah, I changed too. the face a little bit. But it, in the body, I didn't mess with the body. I wish I made my guy 100 percent muscular, so he's all beefy. Yeah, his butt sticks out too big. I never go into third person because I hate seeing his butt. It's all. I never go into third person either. So. Well, he, He's wearing like yoga pants. It's annoying. What? Well, it is too tight. Like seriously. Um. Anyway. Look at that my, bulge. Q would love that bulge. <laughs> uh, my character looks slightly different, but not that different from the main, the the one you start with. Okay. Um. So. I'm not much further than you, um, because I kind of got stuck, not stuck, but I spent a lot of time in the workshop. Did I did, which is kind of this is a new addition to the Fallout series. Um, it's where you start with a a town that's been you know pretty much destroyed, but sanctuary. Yes, sanctuary. You you uh, bring some survivors back to it, and they start whining about not having beds, not having food, not having water. So you make those things for them. What you do? Oh, I said fuck them. They just left. Yeah, that's an option for sure. You can get more supplies and stuff if you start building supply chains and. Yeah. Oh really. It's it's a whole oh, little it's fuck. a whole little mini game. You should be good at it because you beat the game of uh, the Fallout Shelter game. It's yeah. kind of like that. Um, but I ran across a weird bug. Uh, I can't. You could when you make a a new object like say a bed, you can you know push it around your environment and you should be able to put it down on the floor and then it will turn from red where you can't set it to green 
and then you could you mm-hmm. could place it there in the environment after crafting it, and you could walk around all over the town. You could theoretically put a bread a bed in uh, the middle of town square, in, but it won't let you. Yeah. Um, but you could put other things there, like you put, put a water pump. Um. So, I can't reach the ground. All the things I'm. The the thing that I noticed is you kept looking up, but you weren't looking it, down. I'm trying like, to. That's what you can't see uh, is because it won't let me. Uh, it will not let me push sucks. down. <laughs> That's so, so <laughs> how about like I, you I, uncraft it and try it? Oh, yeah, yeah, I've done that multiple times. Um, same, the same yep. thing. So anything I make hovers about four feet above the ground. What the fuck? So there's oh a, a yeah, thousand... fucking PC master race doesn't get that shit. Oh, Bethesda's always had weird glitches in your game. You'll cu- you'll come across some kind of glitch in yours. I've already came across a couple, but I, I call this one the bed bug because that's the first thing that the townspeople yeah. ask you is to make beds. And the only place I can fucking place a bed is in the goddamn rafters. Huh. So if if I but people didn't seem to mind. They're like, yeah, fucking. If awesome, I hover man. the bed kind of in between a wall and the ceiling, it'll turn green, and boom, I could put the bed up, like in the, On the yeah, ceiling. in the attic area. That's not really supposed to be living space. But what's hilarious, I came back at nighttime, and there's people sleeping in them. So yep, yeah. <laughs> in the morning, they get out of their beds, jump off the roof. <laughs> Carry about their day. <laughs> oh my so god! For, no safer place to be. Yeah. Dude. So when I have to plant plants, I have to find a hillside so that I'm at the bottom of the hill, so that when it's four four uh, feet up, I can stick it into the ground. Stupid stuff like that. Uh, I hope they fix that soon. Yeah, for you. it's okay. It's funny. Oh god! So I took the other way around this and went and continued on the quest line that that gentleman gives okay. you. And I'm now trying to help save a uh, like a another settlement right. of people, and um, I ran across a power plant and decided to explore. So I spent like two hours exploring this power plant. Cool. Yeah, which is kind of cool. A lot of uh, I ran across a uh, audio log that I need to check. I believe is from Fallout Three. Is actually a person I believe that you meet in Fallout Three. Um who is in this game, it was military, and has decided to abandon and head to Boston to live with his sister. So I think this has a... I think is my very first lead back to Fallout 3, but I have to double-check that, so... Cool. I explored yeah. a bit, too. I found a robot disposal facility, and I found, um, like, a sentry bot that's kind of activated but it's not moving so i'm wondering how to get him going i uh turned him on at a terminal but he's just sitting there kind of stuck um there's an option at the terminal to send him to some bases but i don't haven't been to those bases yet so i don't want to send him anywhere nice but he's got like like he's got guns and stuff he looks pretty badass almost as he's like the same size as your power suit so yeah love wandering around fallout 4 getting killed a lot um I'm not getting killed at all yet. That's crazy. Well, I know why you're not getting killed. Why? Why, Tim? Some, someone's adding mods to their game. I did not mod my game yet. Uh-huh. I did not. Uh-huh. Well, it yeah, there it is. Any, there it is. Any type of health fucking mod. I didn't put any type of health mod, so fuck you. My health goes down just as easily as yours. Mm-hmm. I'm level 5, though, bitch. <laughs> I'm level 4. Do you have uh, power cells? Uh, yeah, but I don't use them. That's cool. Yeah, but yeah, yeah Fallout Four. We could probably talk about it. I've been modding a. Re- I've been modding a pistol. So yeah, me too. I got the gun nut uh, perk, so I can play around with that. I'm probably gonna go with. You should really choose like two weapon types to focus on, because there's uh, pistols, there's rifles, there's sniper rifles, power weapons, and heavy weapons. Right? Did I get that right? Um, wait, say that again. Pistols. Like rifles, including sniper rifles, yeah. um, like power power uh, weapons, energy, energy weapons, weapons. That's it, and and then yeah. heavy weapons. Yeah, I believe so. And then just like blunt objects. Oh yeah, melee weapons. Um, but I'm talking yeah, about the melee. guns, I guess. So I yeah. think I'm gonna focus on pistols. And I haven't decided if I want to go heavy or if I want to go rifle. I think I'm gonna probably go rifle. I always do pistol and rifle. So I'll pistol's always that. good because you get a lot of ammo for it. You get a shit done. Like right now, I I already have like six hundred rounds just for my pi- one pistol. You should so always focus one of your two weapon types on pistol, in my opinion. Yeah, me too. So yes, love that game. So good. 
So awesome. But speaking of Fallout 4 and our excitement for it, guys, you obviously know what our answer to last week's question was. Our question was, are you more excited for Fallout 4 of Call or Call of Candy Crush? So, Tim? Uh, Joel says, Fallout, super stoked, going to play it all day Tuesday. So hopefully Joel has um, emerged from the game and remembered to feed himself and go to the bathroom. Joel is a boss. Joel is like a boss. Jesse confused me. He says, Fallout, I've had it downloaded for a month now, considering my, quitting my job to play it. So, Pretty sure you couldn't download it till like a week ago. But unless okay. he downloaded Fallout 3. Unless he downloaded Fallout 3. He's like, I've been waiting all year for this game. I've had it downloaded for two years, nobody, guys. Nobody tell Jesse wait. that there's a Fallout 4. Just let him play Fallout 3. Exactly. Just let him, keep, just let him play Fallout 3. And lastly, Blake says, both. I really love Call of Duty, but Fallout for the story. So, Blake, you got to read think Blake might have missed the Candy Crush. Part yeah, we're of making this. fun of uh, Activision buying out King Games. So there's, you know, the Call of Duty people now own Candy Crush. So Call of Candy Crush. Have fun with your uh, microtransactions. Yeah. Microtransaction <sighs> by microtransaction by microtransaction. Exactly. Hey guys, you want a headshot? Yeah, by microtransaction. Yeah. Loading. Loading. Would you like to load faster? <laughs> microtransaction. Um, Alright guys, well that brings us to our Tasty Treats segment, but before we go to Tasty Treats, Tim, why should they like us and rate us on iTunes and Stitcher? Um, and Google Play Music, people, we're on Google Play Music now, whenever that goes live. I don't know if it's live yet or not, but... Uh, I got me excited, I was hoping it was live. No. So if you're wandering the wasteland and you stumble across some uh, water and you drink your fill, but then suddenly notice that your arm is glowing... You will reach in your back pocket and find a handy stim pack and rat away and take care of it, no problem, but only if you like this and rate it on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Otherwise, if you don't like this, rate us and like us on iTunes and Stitcher, you will take that drink, you'll be alone in the wasteland, and suddenly you will have a third arm that's always slapping you in the face because you did not have the common sense to like us and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. So enjoy getting slapped in the face. Treats in hand, and I am ready to do this. How about you? I am thirsty. Let's do this. All right, let's do this. All right, Tim, what do you Today, got? Today, so I have to work in about an hour. I am going to be enjoying a Rockstar Pure Zero Zero Calorie Silver Ice. Ooh, gross. 240 milligrams of caffeine, bitches. Here we go. Gross. Pour it over ice. Sounds like a heart attack waiting to happen. Heart attack of awesomeness. Ah, I can feel it working. I can feel it with inside me. I can feel my third arm growing. Well, mine is coming straight from Italy. Oh, look at you. I know. And it's actually found because it's actually my wife's, but whatever, I drank it all. It's called Cupcake Vineyards Moscato de Astada by Doc G. You're drinking a cupcake? Exactly, yes. I think he would approve. I think he would approve. It's very tasty. What color? Very good. Is it red or white? It, it, it was a white. It was a Moscato. Ah, Moscato. Wine. Moscato, Moscato yeah, wine. Um, so, made in 2014. Um, it's actually from... Imported by Cupcake Vineyards out of Livermore, California, but it is originally from Italy. It has 5.5 alcohol by volume and contains sulfites, 
and 750 milligrams, so I could light up anytime. Don't forget to keep your pinky out when you sip. Exactly. I already drank it all. The ball's gone. All right. Well, those are our tasty treats. That means it's time to kick it. And this week, guys, for kick it, I have a thing that you don't want to cuddle. And what you don't want to cuddle is the Krampus. Don't Cuddle the Krampus is an 80s retro toy line brought to us by Warpo. Um, and they are looking for $70,000 with $44,000 back so far with 402 backers. This is a creepy little doll based off of like a demonic background. But before I go any further, let's listen to them talk about why you don't want to cuddle the Krampus in this awesome 80s retro uh, advertisement. Cuddle the Krampus. Krampus, new from Warpo, is for hunt-down naughty kids. Help Krampus collect all the naughty kids and place them into his bag. With Krampus on your side, no naughty kid can hide. With Krampus, it's hard to stay out of trouble. But Krampus always gets the job done. You're always having fun, and he's your best friend. Don't Cuddle the Krampus comes with breakaway chains, three naughty kids to hunt, and a bag to collect them in. From Warpo. Hey Warpers, it was just about a year ago that we kickstarted Legends of Cthulhu, the first retro-inspired action figure line based on the works of H.P. Lovecraft. And the response has been so awesome. Since then, everything's been a blur. We secured distribution and retail partners. We signed licensing deals. Uh, we even produced the 12-inch Cthulhu action figure. Out now. And our Warper fan base has really grown uh, exponentially. And not surprisingly, there's been a lot of questions and anticipation about what product we're going to be doing next. And we're super excited to get to talk to you guys about it today. It's totally radical. It's totally 80s. And you guys are going to love it. And we're calling it... Don't Cuddle the Krampus! This time, Warpo's turning back the clock to 1986, the gross-out era, when monsters ruled supreme. Why 86? We really took into consideration two different factors during that time. You, you had films like uh, Gremlins, all of the Jim Henson productions like Dark Crystal and Labyrinth. They were really influential in, on the monsters of the time. And then also, what was on the retail shelves? You had things like My Pet Monster, Boglins, the Gremlin toys, Elf, Madballs, Garbage Pail Kids, all of that stuff we took into consideration when developing Don't Cuddle the Krampus. Some of you may be familiar with the Krampus mythology. Those of you that aren't, here's a little background. Krampus is an ancient legend that began in Northern Europe. He is the dark companion of Saint Nicholas, whose job it is to punish naughty children. He does this by beating them with switches and his rusty chains, throwing them in his sack and then taking them away to his secret lair. We thought Krampus' monstrous look and scary storyline was the perfect vehicle for an A's toy company to create their own unique monster toy line. Now, Warpo's approach was to position our Krampus as that scary gross character, but also mixing some elements where he was friendly and misunderstood. That way, our Krampus could be not only a monster, but he could be your friend. You see, in the Warpo universe, Santa's got the easy job. He gets to go out and reward all the good boys and girls, while Krampus, he's got to deal with all the naughty kids. He uh, reprimands them and kind of shows them the error of their ways. Uh, it's a dirty job, but Krampus feels like he's up to the task and takes it on. Once we figured out that storyline, uh, Don't Cuddle the Krampus was born. Warpo's philosophy is to create authentic products from a specific time period. We do this by working with uh, designers and artists from that time. We find that this brings a level of insight and authenticity that you can get no other way. When looking for our veteran artists to partner up with on Don't Cuddle the Krampus, we were totally fortunate to get a hold of Jim Groman. He worked at American Greetings in the 80s, was right in the middle of that gross-out monster era of toys, worked on projects like My Pet Monster, Mad Balls, Popples, Care Bears, Blurp Balls, Barnyard Commandos, all that stuff was, uh, was really influential and Jim had insight onto it and was able to inject that into the Don't Cuddle the Krampus line. We hired Jim to illustrate, design, and sculpt our Krampus and our naughty kids. We worked especially hard with them to ensure that we had that perfect, gross-out 1986 feel. So when making our prototype, we couldn't have asked the vintage toy guy. 
I want to cuddle the Krampus. It's time to cuddle the Krampus. So they have a creepy little Christmas wish book from 1986 with a picture of the Krampus mm. on it. Um, it's pretty cool looking. It's about 14 inches tall. It's awesome. Yep. I, so, I like yeah. the colors on it. It's very 80s. It is very 80s. I'm trying to find the lowest backing level, naughty kid level, limited edition. That's a t-shirt. Uh, well, it gets me a Krampus. $65. Oh, all gone. $80. It gets me a Krampus. Does it mm. get me any naughty children? Get you three naughty nice. children. With downloadable wallpaper and ability to buy add-ons in the Krampus Holiday Bazaar. I want to stuff some naughty children in my sack. Beat them with a stick. You might not say that too much outside this place of plug and play, Tim. Well, that's why I need a little foam, naughty children, to let all my frustrations. Krampus will take care of them for me. It's not me. Krampus will it's take care me. of them for it's you. Krampus. It's Krampus. Krampus, guys. Krampus. Naughty Krampus. What do you got for us, Tim? I have the Kalamazoo Foam LED Saber. So, if you're a Star Wars fan like me, you've always thought lightsabers were badass. And you might even own a, a lightsaber like, like maybe I do. Um... But the problem with most replica lightsabers, like the one I'm holding, is all they look really cool. They're made out of plastic or glass, and you wouldn't really want to whack your friends or have a duel with them because it would. Or would you? Well, or would not you if you want your $150 lightsaber to break. Um, Are you fucking kidding me? Yes, yes. I think that's the lowest you could pay for a replica lightsaber with a glowing blade. You can get just like the handles with like the plastic, like really stupid-looking ones for cheaper. But one that looks like an actual lightsaber like this, um, you're not going to find for under $100. But you don't want to have duels with these, like I said. So these guys have come up with a product, and I'm going to let them explain it to you with their charming um, French-Canadian accents. Hi, I'm Patrick. I'm an engineer, co-owner and founder of Calimacy. My passion, product development and fencing. Hi, I'm Christian, co-owner of Kelmacil, and I'm also an engineer. As you notice from our French accent, we're from Canada. We like to brag that we are the best live-action role-play designer in the world. But we never achieved the most iconic one so far. But we did it. The lightsaber. <laughs> So here is the overall ID. We have the Kelimacil motion board, batteries and speaker all assembled together in the handle. One of our main goals was to develop a safe foam lightsaber that you can play with your friends with no harm done. In order to achieve that, we use our 10 years of experience and knowledge to create the very first safe foam lightsaber. We have developed our own very advanced motion detection algorithm to simulate the most iconic sound of a lightsaber, the electric hum buzzing and sparkling effect. We can change accurately the pitch of the sound based on the Kelly saber movement and create a Doppler effect. Also, we can distinguish between the shaking and a detection of a hit. As a result, we have a full sound immersion. Use a unique foam formula to create all Kelimacil products. So the journey to create the foam lightsaber started by developing and researching a completely new feature, the transparency. Boom. We achieved technology. to develop technology which are integrated into the foam lightsaber. That enables all kind of feature we want to offer you in order to create a new deep immersive gameplay. the light and sound effect we introduce with our Kelimacil motion board even more. We can upgrade the software and eventually introduce training mode and game and even more. We're just scratching the surface of the possibility we have. We have also developed Bluetooth connection with the sword, which enable you to configure colors, patterns and change the light intensity and you save it for later outdoor play. Our 
designing testing is almost finished. Our Kelly-Messel motion board is ready. We need to place a minimum order to reduce the cost of certain components. But now we need your help to build this incredible lightsaber. We are still a small company with limited resources. That's why we decided to go for crowdfunding this project. By investing in this Kickstarter's campaign, you're investing in a company with passionate people, deeply involved in a revolution of recreational combat and serious gaming. If you think we got a cool shot, please place a pledge for Kelly Vassil Lightsaber. Enjoy and, and feel, feel the legend. legend. So there you have it. Um, the tape, the foam LED saber. Um, to get one of the first of all, they're asking for um thirty eight thousand two hundred fifty nine. That's converted from Canadian. Um, that's the American value amount. They already have sixty seven thousand two hundred fifty six. So they've about doubled their goal. Nice. Nineteen days to go. Um, if you want the base model, which is like just one color, um, like blue or red. It's going to cost you 172 for the vibro red or 210 for the plasma red or blue. To get um, the more advanced model, um, the advanced Arbro uh, red, green, blue, the one that can change colors, has the mobile app, you can change all sorts of things, do training mode, that's $287. So if you really want a nice looking lightsaber that you can actually duel with, smack your friends around, um, and break. Yeah, this won't break. Like, like. Oh, it will. Not as easily as mine right here would. Um, yeah, that's you. Check out the LED saber on Kickstarter. Sweet. So, it's time for game news and game releases. Yep. So, do you want to start with game news or game releases? I'll uh, start us off with game news. Uh, All just right. yesterday, Nintendo had their uh, Nintendo you. Direct, and they had some announcements to make. Um, this one, this announcement made many gamers shit their pants pretty much. Uh, Cloud from Final Fantasy will be a playable character in Smash Brothers. Um, that seriously caused some nerds to just full on pass out and soil themselves. Um, yeah. Yeah, see, my dog even thinks it's yep. stupid. They also announced this one I know you're excited about. They announced Twilight Princess HD for the Wii U. God damn it. And along with that, there will be a Wolf Link amiibo. God damn it. So, what if there's a special edition of Twilight? Fuck you, Tim. Just fuck Tim. You've already pre-ordered it, haven't you? I know Twilight Princess is your favorite Zelda game. So, this actually, they announced this coming out next year. Um, It's just an HD version of Twilight Princess. And this really makes me wonder about the fate of the, the Zelda game they've been developing, the open world Zelda game. Right? I really think they're going to push it to the next system now. It's definitely getting pushed I to the next system. I think the fact that they're releasing, you know, all of a sudden, they just, oh, oh, by the way, Twilight Princess HD, here we go. Here goes Zelda. Hey, bye, bye, here guys, goes Zelda fans, don't kill us. I really... It really feels like a stalling measure. So, I think if you want to play the next Zelda game, the actual next Zelda game, not some rehash... God damn it, it's fifty nine ninety nine. Of course dude. it is. Well, how much is a special edition going to be? <laughs> that is a special edition. That's a special edition? What does it come with? Yeah, it, just, it comes with the Link Amiibo. Oh, okay. Fuck yeah, bought it. So is it a wolf or is it Link? It's the Link wolf with the with the, the little girl on the back of it. Is that the only way to get the, the Amiibo? I think so. Oh, you're screwed. I'm buying it, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> you're buying a game you hate. Fuck you. <laughs> I'll actually play that game if you don't want it. Um, I'm never unboxing it. Doing it wrong. Um, on okay. to news that's uh, less controversial. Uh, there is every life, every year um, Extra Life charity events where um, gamers play for 24 hours um, and raise money to benefit um, children facing all sorts of difficult situations um, in hospitals. Uh, that's Extra yep. Life's mission is play games and heal kids. 
And we have a local team we'd like to highlight. Uh, Abyss Gaming um, has a uh, studio here in downtown Vancouver. And Abyss has a team um, that we would like to throw our support behind. Uh, they will be gaming for 24 hours this Saturday. So when you're hearing this episode, um, you've got today to go to um, extralife.org and search for Abyss Gaming. And you'll see the three team members there. Um, so that's extralife.org. Or you can follow the link on the post for this podcast. Go yeah. over to extralife.org, uh, search for Abyss Gaming, and chip in 5, 10, 20, whatever you can afford to do, and help kids out while they uh, play games all day. Sounds like a good idea yep. to me. So let's awesome. move on to game releases, and I'll let you cover that. All right. So this week we had a little machine come out called the Steam Machine. Re- it released alongside two heavy hitters. Mm-hmm. Um, the Steam Machine is basically the worst choice between a Alienware Alpha and a regular PC. So it basically is an Alienware Alpha, Alpha, but it's nerfed to only run the Steam. What are they called? Linux games. What are the Steam called that um, uh, operating system though? The Steam, Steam OS. OS. Yes, Steam OS. Yeah, but it idea. only plays Linux-based games. It will not play games that are not Linux. Uh, so friendly. it's streamlined. Like those particular games might run better because it's no bloat. Yeah. It's just you know what you need to run a game. But the problem- yeah, but also those games are like usually indie games, so it doesn't. Not really all games on Steam work with Steam OS, so it's just it's kind of yeah. pointless and dumb. Like if exactly. if all games coming out from this day forward ran on Steam OS, that might I be might worth be it. interested. But that's not the case. So don't get a Steam machine. Don't. Anyways, guys, so Steam Machine just released. Um, Rise of the Tomb Raider just released as the Xbox exclusive for a freaking year so, on consoles. So they got a double whammy. So, I mean, go ahead and say the next one because it's obvious, the next release. The next release, guys, is obviously Fallout 4, and I held it off to the very end because if I said Fallout 4 first, you guys would all be like, <laughs> But I want you to bring up Fallout 4 because now... Tomb Raider has got two things going against it. It releases the same day as Fallout 4, and yep. you can only buy it on Xbox One. Yep. So I hope Microsoft paid Square Enix a ton of freaking money because that is like a recipe to not sell a game. Right? And, and they allowed Fallout 4 to come out on Xbox the same day. Like, I would have been like, no, uh, Fallout 4 has to wait like a week oh, or something. Oh, that would have pissed the, the Xbox One people off so much. Yeah, but at least then maybe somebody would have bought the freaking Rise uh, of Tomb Raider. I bet you those sales are going to suffer so that's bad. That's kind of like healing a broken toe by cutting your leg off, though. Well, it's worth it. Yeah. Just cut the leg but off. Yeah, I, I really think Square Enix screwed themselves by going to Xbox. Can I say they just put the hatchet in Lara Croft? Lara Croft? Lara Croft? You're saying it wrong. Lara Croft. Lara. L-A-R-A, Lara. 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 I'll just call her Harry. Harry Croft. I'm just going to call her Larry Croft. Larry Croft. That's even better. Yeah, there, there you go. Larry Croft. No more arguments. So, no more arguments. All right, guys. That wraps up episode 67 of the Plug and Play podcast. But as every episode, we leave you guys with a question. This week's question is... Are there any more games um, to be released this year you're excited about? I mean, we've got Fallout 4. For those of you Xbox owners, you've got... Um, Laura Croft, uh, Tomb Raider, Larry, Tomb Larry Raider. Croft. Um, so, are there any? The Rise of Larry. <laughs> Larry, that sounds naughty. <laughs> are there any more games coming out this year you're excited about? Um, I'm thinking. The, the answer is no, guys. Uh, for myself personally, I'm drawing a blank. Yeah, I mean, maybe I there will know. be one, but there's none on my radar as of today. Yeah, Need for Speed also dropped this last week. Also, um, not the same day as Fallout. Unlike the dumbass Larry Do you Croft, have that yet? but no, it doesn't come out on PC till spring of 2016. Oh, oh that's so. Yeah, I'm assuming there's a huge mess up in the programming, so they're like, "Yeah, we're not pulling another Batman and have to pay everybody." Mm-hmm. So we'll see, we'll see. Anyways, guys, you guys can check us out at Facebook.com/forward/slash/the-plug-and-play-show. Check us out at YouTube. Uh, we have a bunch of stuff going up, as well as a complete playthrough of Fallout 4. I'm trying to do my best. So we will see if that actually works out or not. As we're talking right now, 
a ton of episodes uh, of it right now are being uploaded, or a lot of time of it anyways is being uploaded. Um, so, check us out at Twitter, at plug underscore and underscore play underscore. And don't forget to buy your Big Bad Wolf Link Amiibo! <laughs> As Tim is friendly putting Amiibo, Amiibo, Amiibo all over my screen. It's very nice mm-hmm. of you, Tim. Yeah, what you forget? Don't forget to... Prime and...